from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Wow Report, where we count down the top 10 things that make us go wow. Wow. I'm co-founder of World of Wonders and Bailey. Joined this week's special, extra special guest, my fellow co-founder of World of Wonder, Randy Barbado. Hi there, I only have 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> and editor of the WOW Report, James Think, James and WOW's Chief Creative Officer, Tom Campbell. Hi. Oh my God, very yes, hello. Don't forget to set your clocks back an hour this Sunday. Um, and let's not waste any more time since it's ticking away and get straight to the countdown. Number 10, Tom. Number 10. For the second time since the pandemic, I went to a movie theater and I saw a feature film uh, and that alone is wowing me. Um, but I saw a movie that was pretty darn good and it is the movie King Richard starring Will Smith. Uh-huh. And it's the story of Venus and Serena Williams' father and their youth and how he against the, the extraordinary, unbelievably true tale of a man who who willed and trained his daughters to become the biggest tennis stars in the world. And I thought it was a Shakespeare play. I thought Will Smith was doing Shakespeare. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Thank because God it's not. <laughs> I, uh, I, it was a last minute request from my friend Russell. He had like his like DGA screening, blah, 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 let's go. And I literally was too embarrassed to say, what's King Richard about? Because I thought like, oh, it sounds awful. It sounds like Shakespeare. I didn't know I hadn't seen the billboards yet. And I thought, oh, so I was, maybe I was just love the movie because I was so happy it was in, you know, prose. Uh, I saw the, I saw the billboards and I still thought it was Shakespeare. I thought it was some contemporary. It's, it's like actually, pushing a shopping cart, right? Richard. It's a shopping Richard. cart full of tennis balls and his daughters, Venus and Serena, are on it. Because like uh, Venus and Serena are so deeply embedded into our pop culture that we, I, I sort of take them for granted. I was not fully aware, had never fully focused on their origin story, which is, you know, they are from Compton, from a bad neighborhood. Um, Richard, the Will Smith character, had been, as we find out in the movie without spoilers, had been married before, got married again. I think he saw Steffi Graf or somebody get a big check and he goes to his, his new wife and they already had children on both sides. We need to make two more children. And he decided he literally from birth, had the vision of them becoming tennis stars. He wasn't a tennis player and he learned from tapes and, 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 you know, books. And and he taught them as far, as long as he could. And then he hustled like no one has hustled to get them a proper quote unquote tennis coach at different times later in their careers. And at one point um, they, they wanted Venus, not Serena. And it's just, it is a truly unbelievable, remarkable tale that kind of shows, um, this man, warts and all. Um, there is uh, the 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 woman who plays the mother, whose name is Anjanu Ellis. She's been she was in um, NCIS Los Angeles. She's been around forever. She's this you know fifty uh, something year old black actress, and she plays the mother. And I really was convinced, like I was going to be ranting, like, oh my god, they so underdeveloped her character. Well, they were Jehovah Witnesses. And women tend to be kind of pushed aside. And there's an incredible reckoning in that. And her character is a war. It's an award-winning uh, actress, supporting actress. Well, role. wait, but it is, because I am not a Will Smith fan. <laughs> 
Um, but does he, is this award, is this his uh, big Oscar push? He embodies it. He does a great job. I would not be surprised. He really, did. Okay. he's not hamming it up. He's playing, but it is a charismatic character and he plays him very well, um, with flaws and all. And now, um, isn't there also a documentary coming out on YouTube where he, he discusses that at some point he, uh, considered suicide. I, yes. I definitely... Or is there that is. also scripted? And is that the Shakespeare? No. There's also a series on Nat Geo, uh, To the Ends of the Earth, where Will Smith goes to the most remote places on the planet. So, so he, Will Smith is definitely, he's back. Will Smith he, yes. is the rock. He's like the rock. But the, uh, but the, the, the backstory and the hardship and the, you know, the racism and the hate and the physical abuse and the you know the the likelihood of succeeding and the, and and that they rate you know there couldn't be a whiter world than the world of professional yeah. tennis and the yeah. fact that these two and and you know and and their attitude the girls come off great because they just were uh, imbued it would be seen with so much confidence and and love and, and I think you, know, um, you, you yeah. talk about the white uh, aspect of it and the the racism that they faced. Even their like their costume, their outfit choices. I remember them always. There was a, like definitely amount of racism in the choices of the of what Venus would well, wear. Everything and, they did, you know, it's like when yeah. RuPaul says every time I, I bat my false eyelashes, I'm making a political statement. Their very presence was a political statement. Yes. You know, without yes. them being polit- political at all. And this takes them from sort of early childhood through uh, 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 Venus's first uh, professional match. Uh, which ends in a surprising way. It doesn't take them through their career, but it takes the, the genesis of how they got there, how they, they broke onto the scene, which again, remarkable. I do have a question though. Why did he decide to do this? Like what was the motivating? It's it's almost supernatural or, or like God struck him. He doesn't say that, but like he was watching TV and he saw, I think Steffi Graf get a big check and he goes, we need to have, we, I, we need to have daughters. No money. He, he, they want the money is the, yeah. the motivation. Obviously they talked too about black on black violence and how he had to survive, you know, the, where they played tennis on the, in the playgrounds of Compton, there was danger and he got beat up and, you know, just, and, and, and the girls were sexually, you know, advanced upon and just, just, you realize the minefield, they had to walk through and, and it starts the movie with him just going from to coach after coach, white guy after white guy saying, come on. And people are like, you know, the odds, do you know, you know, the, 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 the hmm. odds you're talking about if I took on everybody and he's like, yeah, I do. And I'm taking those odds. So anyway, it's kind of a feel good biopic, oh. but it sort of shows him in warts and all. And again, um, the wonderful actress, uh, Ingenue Ellis gives a, a delightful performance. That is King Richard in theaters on HBO Max uh, as well. November 19th from November 19th. Number nine, James. Number nine. I went to go see the Van Gogh exhibit. The Van Gogh exhibit here in Los Angeles. It's not an exhibit. Um, it's a virtual experience. It's, it's a, a virtual experience. It is a sensation. It is a sense around you are become as mad as Van Gogh by the time you leave it. It is a sensory overload. I have many thoughts, but I want to hear Randy's before I go on. Oh, because okay. I also went. And you yeah. know who else went? Last night, Britney Spears went. No! And, yes, she did. And here's the thing. It's the perfect exhibit for Britney Spears and 
seven-year-old kids because I brought my seven-year-old <laughs> kids there. I think if Van Gogh was still alive, he'd cut off his other ear. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it, it is great for seven-year-olds and, and pop stars. It, um, it's like two floors of uh, of digital, you know, like, uh, uh, how would you describe it? Well, I would describe it if if your um, high school design class had a challenge and they said reinterpret Vincent Van Gogh and and put on a show. This is what it would be because there's like there's like cardboard cutouts of his of his uh, of his paintings and they've taken total liberties with all of his work. Yeah, I, it, it is. It, it know, it's not even. It's it's like you're watching an MTV video of someone deciding what uh, Vincent Van Gogh is. Like, and let's see, cut out this. Let's cut out the moon. Oh, we're gonna cut this star. Yeah, it, it's it's a bunch of sunflowers that all of a sudden swish into Starry Night. That swish into the Potato Eaters. Yes, it sounds but, like an Instagram opportunity. That's it sounds is, what it, exactly it is. what are, it is. There are Instagram. There are places where you can take pictures, and you have to keep your mask on. I will say this. Um, I didn't buy the, the ear rubber ear eraser, but, um, <laughs> but I, I, I will say, I, I mean it in all earnestness. It's a great exhibit for seven-year-olds because my kids were completely immersed in it. And then afterwards we went home. I, I played Don McLean's, uh, you know, Starry Starry I Night to them. We read all about Vincent van Gogh. And 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 by the way, it's a little dark for seven-year-olds because they're like, but why did he cut off, you know, and I had to, yeah. but it was great to go into that and for them to look at his art. And so it's a great place to take your children. And it, there, there's, there's, you know, Edith Piaf is singing Je ne regret rien and Maurice Chevalier <laughs> is singing and all, you, you've got all this stuff happening. I do, I'm not a huge Van Gogh fan though. I thought kept kept thinking to myself how much better it would be if it was like monet and the water lilies uh-huh. swirling or like picasso and everything breaking up and coming back together it like, will be james it yeah will I, be. I think there's the a lot yeah i think it's it's a the wave of the future of looking at art because i haven't like, seen this yet but i think it's for britney spears seven-year-olds and me because i always say when i go to museums they're so snooty, and the worse my eyes get, it's like you have to go really close to read the little plaque, right? And then you have to go far back to take the painting, but there's people walking in front of you. I just like the idea, and I also buy a lot of my art on Uniqlo sweatshirts and hoodies and T-shirts. So I, I like the, the, low, the high low of, of, of well, art. There, there was, you know, the, the skeleton smoking cigarettes, there was a great backpack and a water bottle that I got. I'm really, the, 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 the merch was really good. You purchased. I wanted to say, very quickly before we go on that I noticed there was a big thread on Twitter about this, about how there's something sort of off about the, the sugar cookie that I bought of the severed ear, the bloody severed ear and the, the eraser and everything like that, where it's this guy and it's one of the, the most harrowing moments in art history. And it's the, one of the saddest moments in his life where he's like, it goes completely mad. And then we're sort of bullying him from beyond the grave about like, imagine you have this emotional breakdown and a couple years later, people are selling pencils about it, you know, or cookies. James may give you an example that might flash through. And I'm sorry if I interrupt you again, is if you've got a hump, put some glitter on it and then repackage it as a cookie. 
but we were sort of thinking that there's like that when titanic you know like their titanic merch i mean people died and here we are buying like these funny titanic things and like helen keller jokes like you know like imagine you're helen keller and people are making jokes about imagine you're vincent van gogh and people are selling bloody cookies well, well right, it was time time equals well, humor. he's dead he is dead, but I just I I don't know. I'm 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 being a little sensitive. I do suppose. we know why he cut his ear off? By the way, well, yes, um, it was after I he had a big it, row with yes. Gauguin. Yeah, and he was they, supposed they were like to be. Best, they were best friends, and they well, got, aren't we saying gay lovers? I think I, I, oh. I wondered about that. I think yes. I think yes. it's been whitewashed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an unattractive go. couple. I mean, they were both just not very. Neither, neither. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think Vincent Van Gogh is just oh, not an attractive. Man. I think Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband from... would disagree with you about that. <laughs> Tyler Ferguson could play him in a movie. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. He should have been. Right. He should have been narrating this as Vincent Van Gogh. Tickets to see the immersive Vincent Van Gogh exhibition are available now through February 6th. Wouldn't you wouldn't you have enjoyed going there with Brittany? She went after they had a private viewing of of the music. And what did she Just have to imagine say? Imagine that it? for a moment. Imagine Brittany looking at Vincent Van Gogh. That is that that is a clash of the of different worlds uh, right there. I also morning. think that no, it must be it must have been fun being there with kids. That that is sort of fun. It's great. Yeah. I have pictures I'll, I'll share. Good. Cool. All right. Lovely. Moving on. Number eight. Number eight. Every year, there's a word of the year. Mm. The Oxford English Dictionary releases its word of the year. And do you know what the 2020 word of the year was? Insurrection. Oh, pandemic. I don't know what. Tom. Give us a hint. <laughs> well, you would think it would be covid but um, no they actually were unable to arrive on a word of the year there were just so many words flying around that they just decided to describe the whole year as unprecedented this year however what do you think the word of the year for 2021 is how can you that that seems wait a second there were too many words to make a decision yeah this is the world we're living in too many make words. a decision Right? Well, Too, many words. A, Too many words. Too many words. made a decision for 2021, Wait, and I'm you mean, asking you, you. New words that have entered into our vocabulary that, that now we get to pick to which one is the most popular? Like, like the most impactful, the word of the year. What do you think it is? It's not well, don't get mad at me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No one's going to say, okay, it's vax. Vax is the word of the year. If you oh. just looked at your cheat sheet, James, for the show, you might actually have got a clue. But How dare you? How dare you? And then there's all sorts of variants. That's what's so exciting about vax as well. There's many variants. Like COVID itself, there's many variants. <laughs> um, what do you think an anti-faxer is? Anti-faxer. Oh, someone who just won't follow the, listen to the facts of that. Exactly you know, right, and and vaccident. What about a vaccident? If you have a vaccident, what do you think? That's that when your fax paper gets jammed in the fax machine. <laughs> that, no, that's when, that's when the microchip that they're injecting in you goes awry. It's when, when you have a car accident 
uh, as a result of having gotten the shot. Yeah, suffering. Nobody gets has an accident. You know, accident. I, wait, wait, I have an aunt though who was bitten by a monkey um, when she was in Africa, and she got monkey um, madness and was driving her car and blacked out and hit the car against a tree. Was it a fatal accident? No, no, no. This happened. This happened like six months ago. Oh, okay. So she is. So she had monkey madness. I think that might be the the one of the words of the year. I don't believe any of that, but I loved hearing it. <laughs> and then uh, a vax star. If you got a vax star, you can intuit if someone has had the vaccine. What? Like gaydar, but vax star. And then there's a. Vaccinistas are people who boast about getting their shots and post Instagram selfies. What, what is your injected. source? What? Your source. What is, we want to source. My source is the Oxford English Dictionary. Mm-hmm. If this were RuPaul's Drag Race Challenge, those would all be, I would have to have two of those lip sync for their life because they're really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about the Vaxdar? This Vaxdar is someone really reaching. I think yeah. just someone in the Oxford Dictionary is like smoking I'm sorry, a my dear. Movie. No. A new edition this year is the Inoculati, which is a variation of <laughs> Illuminati, right? The elite. They're just the they are in the office and making this shit up. Ain't nobody talking about the inoculati. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to expand your vocabulary. All right, that is the word of the year. By the way, we can look forward to Pantone will be releasing in a few weeks the color of the year. The color of the year. That is always a big, a big get on our show. <laughs> I hope it's navy blue. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break. Queen of the Universe. Our new International Drag Queen Singing Competition, hosted by Graham Norton, premieres December 2nd on Paramount+. Plus. Sashaying to the judging panel, Leona Lewis, Michelle Visage, Trixie Mattel, and Vanessa Williams. That is a hell of a lineup there. That is a really amazing, amazing group of judges. It's kind of a dream come true. I'm excited about that one. We're going to take a quick break. Blake, you got a question for us? I do. I was going to ask which pop star went to the Van Gogh exhibit last night, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll just ask about um, the time change. So until 2006, which U.S. state allowed their counties to decide whether they would observe daylight savings time? Oh, God, I know which one it was. It could only be one. Um, We'll be right back with the answer after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hey, welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with Randy, James St. James, and Tom Campbell. Hi. Hello. And Blake. You have a question? Yes, I asked uh, what state until 2006 allowed its counties to decide whether they observed daylight savings time or not. I think it's Kentucky because they're just so chaotic and anti-establishment and just. I'm thinking it's um, Arizona because don't they not celebrate that sometimes? I'm going to say Arizona. I'm I'm putting in Arizona. Texas. It's Indiana. What? (laughs) Same thing. Why? I don't know. But they changed it to switch to like regulate everything in 2006. So. No longer can they decide. Now they have to. It wasn't the reason why we have daylight savings for the farmers, or was it? Was there? Was it King Edward or something? Yes. 
Okay. okay. We talk about it every year, and it's the farmers, and everybody dies. Remember, like people die because of the daylight savings. People get hit by cars walking to school in the morning. Oh, but more people die because their clocks are off, and so they're not looking when they're driving. So I just stay in bed around the clock if possible for safety. <laughs> I never can change my, the clock on my car, so I just wait the six months and have to <laughs> sub- subtract in my head an hour. Or That's good. That's good for your brain to keep, it, to keep it your keep... IQ there. I bet it's, it's always I bet it's always 12 on your VCR, though, right? <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> we are counting down the top 10 things that made us go, wow, we've reached number seven. Number seven. I saw a piece online that aired on 60 Minutes this past Sunday. Um, it was an Anderson Cooper piece, and he was talking to an uh, Israeli history professor and, and author, Yuval Noah Harari. Oh. And he wrote a book in 2014 called Sapiens, which was this really colorful explanation of the history of man and how we came to be. Well, he's written a couple books since then, and now this whole piece was that we – you looking at us right now and Blake over there, we are one of the last generations of Homo sapiens before we may be overtaken because we're, we're a mankind. We're on the brink of creating a new kind of being as different as man is from monkeys. All right. And it is, uh, it'll be much more intelligent than we are. And it could be um, humans actually merging with computers, like people having computer stuff in their heads. And there definitely is genetic engineering, which will continue so people can design their own children of intelligence and the way they look. Um, And what's so scary about it is up until this point, intelligence has existed alongside consciousness. So if you're smart, presumably you also have a human experience and you can make moral judgments yes. but now and this this goes into my whole uh my recent facebook post of the algorithm has no soul and it's yep. this whole and i, I we, we've heard all this stuff before but now it feels imminent and it's the idea that you know homo sapiens came about and whatever ev- evolution allowed us to communicate with each other to cooperate to build villages and walls and buildings and we're able to sort of uh, get the neanderthal man dead and gone and extinct. And now this is what might be happening, that it's all about intelligence, it's, you know, and data harvesting, which we've heard before too, right? It's like instead of the, the Iron Curtain, it's now the Silicon Curtain, it's between China and, and the United States. And the reason that everybody bought Twitter and all these things, all they want, all the streamers want is our data. They want to know what we're doing, what our behavior is because, and they said, think about and he, and, and the guy said, this doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world, depending how it's used, but it will. And it's the idea that, um, you know, you know, all the health stuff that's happening in your Apple watch and your Apple computer and the health watch and your heartbeat and all that stuff. It's just more data to track what you do and you feel. Yes. It helps you live longer. But I just have to, I just want to add something. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to add something. Do you remember when they launched the sort of AI conversational intelligence? I think Twitter did it. Microsoft did it. And they had to shut it down because it just immediately just became ranting, racist, bigotry, homophobia, death. It became a sort of QAnon madness. And that's what I look forward to. Because algorithms tell us right now what to what to watch. 
mm-hmm. Amazon, what to buy. But soon it'll tell us what to study at college, what job to get, who to marry, who to vote for. It'll just be, and they said, imagine humans will be hacked. That we will, we will, um, computers and the whatever, the algorithms will remember our lives more thoroughly than we ever could. And, and then they'll be able to analyze and predict. And then the ethics, ethics come in, which is, you know, algorithms can identify that you're gay before you know you're gay. What you look at, what you respond to. And what happens if you live in Iran or someplace where at 15, the algorithms figured out you're gay and it's illegal to be gay. The Mm -hmm. other one, and I'll shut up, is self-driving cars. Okay, a kid runs out in the middle of the street. It's like, and you're sleeping in the back. Does the the car has to make the moral decision to hit the kid veer off into the oncoming traffic or just let you die in the back seat. That's not how self-driving cars work. Well, James, they don't work. That's the first thing. (laughs) I know. Like, it sounds like life could be a lot easier. Give it up. Become a cyborg. Yeah, let's all just become cyborgs and not have to worry about anything. Just let the algorithm. Like, let somebody else pick out what I'm going to wear and the books that I should read. and and What What if they just don't want you around, Randy? I love what Hannah Gadsby said. And by the way, um, yeah, because they're all about making, like, what does artificial intelligence want? It's artificial. No, it's it's, it going, to, it's dead, going to be like Randy. hell. It's going to be like the Cylons on, on Battlestar Galactica. They're coming for us, and we, we either can fight them to the death, or we can, you know, become, you know, their slaves or their pets. Maybe humans, Homo sapiens, are Van Gogh, and algorithms are Van Gogh exhibits. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around that one. Let's move on to number six, James. Number six. I went to a fashion show. I did not go to the Gucci fashion show, which was on Hollywood Boulevard between La Brea and Highland and was apparently the biggest fashion spectacle of all time. I don't know if you saw my Instagram feed was nothing but nothing but Macaulay Culkin and Natasha Lyonne and Lizzo and Jared Leto. And I ran into Merle Ginsburg, of all people. And she said that it was not only was it the best fashion show she's ever been to, but she was seated next to Angelica Houston, Diane Keaton, and Gwyneth Paltrow. And Gwyneth Paltrow was wearing the red velvet Tom Ford tuxedo from 1997 that just happened to be hanging in her closet. But I didn't go to any of that because I'm not A-list enough to go to that. I went to the Julia Clancy Thing downtown, and it was um, a spectacle. It was, you know, usual fashion shows, you wait for two hours. They say they're going to start at 9 30 and they start at 12 30 in the morning. Like that's just ipso facto across the board. And then it's like 15 minutes and it's over. This was like an hour and a half long and it had roller boogie stars. It had 80s break dancers. It had voguers. It had these oversized models from they had like these old ladies, these 80 year old ladies. They had people, you know, dancing and it was just absolutely spectacular. Julia Clancy is famous for doing turbans. She does these fabulous turbans with like long tassels and giant like brooches on them and she does caftans with like tinsel hanging off she does caftans 
skins and turbans is what she's famous for. She's huge in Palm Springs. And um, <laughs> she's and Beverly Hills. Wait a second. When's the last time you saw someone wearing tinsel and calf? Me, last time I went and visited you in Fenton. <laughs> She's in huge in Palm Springs. <laughs> I'm just Massive. disappointed you weren't at the Gucci show on Hollywood Boulevard. I, I can't know. get past that. I, it, yeah, I mean, a, a, a shame that I mean, it, but it was the more A list than any than the Academy Awards than the opening of the Academy Museum. Was was Lisa E on the runway at this fashion show? Yes, in I fact, saw- Lisa was was on it in, in the show, and I was seated in the front row next to her mother and father. Bonnie and Alvin, who are in their 80s and just adorable. And I was wearing these giant florets. I sent you a picture. And there are these little tiny, tiny people. They're so sweet. But I literally was covering Alvin. He could not see over my flower. And then I tried switching places. And then I knocked Bonnie off her seat with my other flower. And I was just like, I was a fashion menace is what I was. On the, James, on the James, any any fashion trends in turbans that we should we should know about moving into the new season? Well, it is it's it's all about it's all about the velvet turban with the brooch. I mean, bro, you know, brooches are it right now. Brooches are okay. just in any place you can find to put a brooch is just you know is is the thing to do. I also I had taken Nigel from you know World of Wonder, and Nigel had never been to a fashion show before, and oh. so he was like he was like a kid in a can. He was like the whole time just like. Like he couldn't believe what he was seeing. And I kept telling him this is not what every fashion show is, but he just had an absolute wonderful time. And I saw so many people that I haven't seen. I was out. I like, I think I mentioned on Twitter that I got there two hours in advance. We ended up at a sports bar and there was a drag queen there playing um, t- uh, trivia. And so I was out literally for about four and a half hours last night. And I haven't been out for that long, I think, in about three years. So it was quite a night. Well, we'll post pictures on the Wow Report. Too bad you weren't at the Gucci show on Hollywood Boulevard. (laughs) Next year. Uh, Number five. Number five. Squid. Now, you've all watched uh, Squid Game, right? Well, there's also this cryptocurrency called Squid. And I think between October the 26th and this Monday, the value of a squid crypto coin rose by 23 million percent to um, they were like worth ultimately two thousand eight hundred sixty one and eighty cents a piece. But then then they did this thing called a rug pull. Now, I know F all about cryptocurrency. I just don't really understand it. But the rug pull, I do understand. Yes. Which is when the people who've launched the cryptocurrency decide to take all their cryptocurrency and cash it out for real money, leaving they everyone all do else it at the same it. time and they fuck everyone over. Yes. I think that's called did. a pyramid scheme or a right. Ponzi scheme. Thank you. It's as old as the hills. And they raked in 3.3 million. They, no one knows who they are. Um, because that's the way cryptocurrency works, I guess. You don't know who's behind it. 
they said that they were very getting very depressed by scammers and overwhelmed with stress. So I guess, yeah, sure. If you're feeling that way, just go rip everyone off. Why not? Just take James, James, James is behind it all. <laughs> I, I have a friend who um, was dabbling in cryptocurrency for a while there. And he put in like he put in like a thousand and made forty four thousand dollars the next week. And then uh, a couple of his friends made two million that week. And he was doing very and he was sort of putting it back, you know, in other things. But then he says that the thing now, and this is, I don't understand this at all. He says, you know, NFTs, everyone left the crypto, uh, cryptocurrency and started doing NFTs. And the NFT to do is horse breeding. And they will have a picture of a horse and you have to decide the horse's genes. If they have good genes, if the horse has the, it's like a fake horse that you have to decide his fake um, pedigree. And if you can do that, if you have an eye for the horse, then you will end up making millions. And this is different than Jordache genes, right? Wasn't that a horse? Jeans, get it? Wasn't that a horse brand? Oh, ah! (laughs) Hey, a 40 year old joke. We'll take a quick break. Uh, RuPaul's Dragon back May 13th to 15th, 2022. And if you buy your tickets during the month of November, you can support the leading foster and adoption agency that works with LGBTQ+, LGBTQ+ parents and children. That's extraordinary I love that, but they, family. The, 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 the drag con's happening in LA, so everyone come. It is come. at the convention center. But buy your tickets this month, November. Give an extra five bucks to Extraordinary Families, and World of Wonder will match that donation. I also believe I've heard rumors that Randy Fenton and I are going to be doing a panel on uh, at at DragCon this year. What are we doing about? What are we talking about? We're doing a live. We're doing a podcast. A night fever. uh, yeah, of night fever. Oh, I hope it's exciting. not scheduled against my uh, solo panel uh, and with me and my cats. I hope that doesn't happen. I only have ten minutes. I'm always <laughs> the last to know. Blake, give us a question for the break. It's another time question. Um, what two states do not observe daylight savings time? Wait, wasn't that the last one we just did? <laughs> I thought we'll you said to James everybody has to no. observe We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hey, welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with Randy and Tom and Joan St. James and Blake. Hi. Now, earlier I asked um, what state allowed their counties to allow for if they observe daylight savings time. They changed that in 2006. That was Indiana. Now I'm asking, what two states do not observe daylight savings time? Well, now I'm going to say Arizona. Arizona. And And Hawaii. Yes, definitely Hawaii. And I'm going to stick with Kentucky. It's Arizona and Hawaii. Oh! There you go. Feels good. We are counting down the top 10 things from this week that made us go, wow, we've reached number four. Number four. I think I've made it pretty clear on previous episodes of The Wow Report that I am having a renaissance of Lucille Ball obsession. Right? I don't care. (laughs) Well, luckily, your 10 minutes are up, Mr. Barbado. (laughs) Um, there's the movie coming out with Nicole Kidman that everyone's loved. There's a new documentary that's coming out. There's that the, the podcast radio show from 64 was unearthed and changed my life. So when uh, uh, Turner Classic Movies, my go-to channel, did a, a, a day 
of Lucy movies, I happened to catch, I think for the first time from beginning to end, the 1974 Technicolor musical film in Panavision, MAME. <laughs> I'm out. I'm. That's it. That's it. You've gone too far. <laughs> no. So I thought like, okay, with my new, I've always loved Lucy. I've never stopped loving Lucy, but I, I love her deeply now. I feel her. I feel her pain. I feel her longevity. I feel her, 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 her feminism. And this is an awful movie. Awesome. And, 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 and the two things that make it awful that were pan then. Caterwauling. Her, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> A, it's a musical, and Lucy, never a great singer, is now, this is early 70s, it was it released in 74, they started in 72, by the way, she never looked more beautiful, she was so skinny, they have her all dolled up and taped up, but she, her, you know, does he need a stronger hand? We need a little Christmas, right this very minute. <laughs> Second, the other thing that's criticized is that in her close-ups, you start to lose your vision. You think you have cataracts because they have greased the Vaseline it the lens. It is season one of RuPaul's Drag Race. I can't hear you, James. You're going through a tunnel. Um, <laughs> so it dawned on me because otherwise it's a spectacular film. I mean, it's there's money, there's sets. It's a great story. There's great up things. And this is what this, as Jeff Bezos and all those billionaires waste their money to go into space for bloop two seconds. Why can't some gay billionaire within the sound of my voice spend the money to restore the film to A, get someone who sounds like Lucy, but better to replace Marty her vocals for singing and to just go into the master and di digitally redo her blurring so she matches everybody else in the film. And then that would be a way to show that we love Lucy. Algorithm Maybe RuPaul no. could do the vocals. Who? RuPaul. Why not? But, you know, the, the problem with it is the pacing is off. It doesn't have the original pace of, of the Rosalind Russell version. It just, it doesn't. There's something very plotting about it. Yeah, I, it's a couple I, hours long. I, I, I still think, say, I love the idea of going back into films. Film purists are so like, me, 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 go back in and fix what's wrong with them. That is the future. That is what the algorithm told me to do in my sleep. That's a RuPaul challenge, by the way. That's a challenge. What are you eating, Randy? What, you, what, you, what have you got? You got your lunch there? Some nuggets. Mm, I'm dipping. I, um, Tom, I do want to say that I watched a few of the Lucy movies and stuff. I have to say that I watched Five Came Back, which is an absolutely spectacular noir film from like 1940s. There's a plane crash and she plays a hotsy totsy nasty showgirl who's like a mob, mob mall and she's really just fence spectacular and yes. they, they crash land on an island and they're evil natives that are coming to kill them and they have to get the plane going and when they get the plane going again after like two weeks or whatever like that only five of them can go on the plane and there's 11 of them and so they have to decide which of the five are going to survive and which six are going to be eaten by the natives and it's absolutely it's an amazing amazing movie if you ever get a chance if you're a lucy fan and you want to see some pre i love lucy lucy that's the one to go with thank you james for saving my segment and also for reintroducing <laughs> the topic of cannibalism which we haven't really <laughs> talked about here in the wow report for way too long <laughs> let's move on to number three james number three 
Number three, I wanted to do an update on Days of Our Lives. What's been happening? Because I know you guys are just addicted to this storyline of Marlena being possessed by the devil. And I want you to know that she is still possessed by the devil. And she is, um, it's Halloween. And so she's dressed up as Satan. She's in a little devil costume. And so she's running around and she's got her husband, John, figured out that it's Satan. And so she has him locked up in a crypt in the Demira crypt. And so she's wandering around the cemetery. And as she's wandering around in her little devil costume, she's raising up Salem citizens from the dead who have all the characters who have died on the show. And she's saying, rise, my undead army, rise and wreak havoc on the citizens of Salem. And you'll see like hands coming up through the dirt. And then like all these zombies characters that used to be on the show like 10 years ago are back and they're sort of like wandering around the town and everyone is saying oh my god i just saw charlie and they're calling like the police and the police will say no charlie's dead and then someone else will call and say we just saw deimos and the the same police officers will say no deimos is dead like no the police of course because it's a soap opera aren't believing anything now also across town we have ben and sierra and Ben, I've told you about, is the handsome serial killer with a heart of gold. Who oh. He murdered a bunch of people years ago, but it was all a mistake. And now he's the, he's the hunk on the show. He he's was young, dumb. He needed the money. Yes. And so he just married Sierra. And they were talking about having a child. But he doesn't want to pass his serial killer genes on to the child. I hear you. I hear right. you. But then they decide to have a child. They decide to have sex anyway. And as they're having sex, all of a sudden the wind, the window blows open. All the candles go out, and they say, "Did you feel that chill?" And all of a sudden you realize that she's pregnant, and she's going to have the devil's baby, and it's going to be a rosemary. This rosemary's baby. The baby's going to be possessed because they're like, "Did you feel it?" And and he so. We know this is going to go on for at least another nine months. I bet you, you they're going to have that baby born in a month. They can do it. They can do it. On, it stays our lives. So you this watch thing, this every day? Every day for the last 30 years. And, <laughs> and I've watched General Hospital every day for the last 45 years. What are like they going to do when the story glass. comes to an end? What are they going to do when this story comes to an end? Like, how are they? It, there's no way back from this. They've done this before in the 90s. They did it. Yeah, Marlena was possessed before. And afterwards, everyone sort of just pretended that it didn't happen. And they forgave Marlena for killing the priest and setting the church on fire. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. Thank you for that update, Jess. Let's go on to number two. Number two. Uh, I have one word for you. Mycelium. Do you know what mycelium is? Is it a cryptocurrency? It is not a cryptocurrency. Is it your ceiling? You. Randy. Mycelium? I, I thought it was your ceiling as well. Oh, Does it have something to do with celiacs? No, no, no. It's mycelium. fungus. And mycelium, it's a mushroom. Mushrooms are the future. Mushrooms are going to save the planet. Um, they have figured out how to make leather, mushroom leather, and Hermes has put it into bags. Stella McCartney is designing clothes. Uh, Adidas is releasing sneakers, all made out of mushroom leather. Is it is it spongy like a mushroom? Is it's it durable? It grows very fast. You know, it takes a cow years to mature. So then you got to kill it and strip it for its leather. 
but this mycelium fungus grows super, super fast and is much more strong and durable. And of course, it isn't, you're not having to dig fossil fuels out of the planet. You're not having a farting cow emitting methane. It's much kinder to the planet. And they've really figured it out. I'm not quite sure how they actually grow it, but... Um, and where? Where are the mycelium um, mushroom? Where are these farms? And should they're we everywhere, Randy. Them? Everywhere. We could turn World of Wonder into a mycelium. On, on the roof. Totally. We could do it on the roof. Now, yeah. do you, are, are, are they also hallucinogenic? Like if you eat your Stella McCartney jacket, will you start tripping? <laughs> start tripping. I don't believe. Yeah. And I don't think it's very chewy, really, because, you know, they actually are able to make building blocks out of the same material mycelium so i'm not sure that it's really i'm sure it's good fiber but it might be hard to chew they're able to this this mycelium thing is really going to save the world it's a new product and they call it mycotexture which is building with mycelium bricks and think, yeah i've seen this on building off the grid this show that i binge watched uh, yeah. where that people build stuff off the grid and this is a new building block for you know natural and like how the, do you know how they grow it from watching that show i didn't i didn't catch that i, so I mean it was only when one that, like, episode you can make a building and it's going to be resistant to rain and yes and yes, all that stuff yes, from yes that is why it may not be magic mushrooms but the mushroom is magic and you guys i hate to tell you this but mycelium is people <laughs> <laughs> Soylent mushroom. Listen, I have one more thing to say. There's more. They now are making also a mushroom death suit. And that's an actual suit that they put your body in and they throw you in the ground. And then the mushrooms go to work and they 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 neutralize any environmental contaminants you might harbor, like pesticides or heavy metals. And they, they break you down and they decompose you. And the, the mushroom death suit only is only $999. So it's a way to like um, uh, help disintegrate you, to decompose you, to compost you back into the earth. Ergonomically, right. yeah. I guess the mycelium is here to make way for the Borgs and the algorithm. Uh, um, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll reveal the number one thing this week that made us go wow. But I will tell you one more thing, which is Drag Race Italia is coming to Wow Presents Plus November 18th. <laughs> Priscilla, Giari, Francini, and Tommaso Zorzi. How's that, how's that Italian accent? Is that, is it sounds like word? Lady Gaga is pronouncing that. <laughs> ah, the Lady of Gaga. Get more info on the Wow Report or sign up for Wow Presents Plus at wowpresentsplus.com. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. Uh, Fenton here with Randy, Tom, and James. We've been counting down the top 10 things that make us go wow this week, and we have reached number one. Number one. And we're turning it over oh. to Randy, our special guest, who was obsessed with elections and the election coverage this past week, Randy. Um, well, news is no longer news. I can say that. Um, pundits... Um, make me want to vomit. I can Ugh. say that. Um, because here's the thing. Okay. Gloria Borger with... in Andrea. Uh, oh, please. Uh... I am, look, I am obsessed with politics. This is true. And I was obsessed with the news and I kind of still am, but I'm trying to wean myself off 
But it, it is not news. It's just endless speculation. And people, and news doesn't exist anymore. It really doesn't because it's just people taking bits of headlines and the headlines are just there for the algorithm we know. The headlines aren't news. People aren't reading what's, what's in there anyway. So it's just people regurgitating things over and over again. And, 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 and this election with Youngkin and everybody talking about how the Democrats are over and whatever, all the different reads on what happened on this pretty insignificant election day. I mean, all elections are important. I'm not saying that, but it's like not like it, it is not there to define the future. What, but the takeaway really is just um, and I'm sort of. I'm, I'm a little uh, I'm a little worked up because there's a lot of things here and I sh- and I wasn't prepared w- for this. We but never prepare for the show. Randy. Everyone, everyone has is everyone is on TV wasting everyone's time with these ridiculous theories that come from nowhere. And really, the takeaway for this last election, which has been the takeaway for several years now, ever <clears throat> since Trump em- entered the scene that Republicans are liars and to win the liars are winning. That's the, that's the takeaway the Democrats need to know. They need to do politics. They need to get dirty. They need to. Democrats will screw up. They will be given everything on a silver platter and they will screw it up every single time. And you don't want to vote against Democrats because we are Democrats. But by God, you wish they would act like Republicans. You wish they would get in lockstep there. You will never see Republicans do not squabble among themselves. Democrats, that's all they do. Put on your big boy pants and win a fucking election. But, 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 I think the Democrat point of view is inherently more sophisticated and complex. But but that has nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter. No matter what. That's not the winning thing. What what wins elections is people standing together as opposed to squabbling, progressives squabbling over centrists. We need Lil Nas X. He knows how to deal with, like, he knows how to clap back. And the the fact of the matter is that the Republicans who had already said that that the race was rigged until they won and then all of a sudden it's not rigged anymore yeah you know and that's how that's how democrats need to think they need to fight every single election they need to they need to go down the even when it's not even when they lost they need to say they didn't lose like the republicans they need to start acting like republicans oh god i'm calling on the algorithm to help us now please no, I, I, I the algorithm. agree with you, Randy, and I hate watch CNN. Just it, it just gets my hackles up. It just makes me so mad to watch that panel. Just sit there and just regurgitate Ugh. Twitter headlines. I know, I know. And Tom, yesterday, Tom was talking about how, like, and I do this too. You, I watch or I listen to NPR because at least it's sort of it's soft. It's like it's like Muzak. It's the Muzak version of news. And there is some content there, actually. But, um, yeah, but... uh. I have a feeling that starting in 2022... I'm going to have to just turn off the news. I'm just, I'm not going to be able to engage in it anymore because it makes me so angry. And I, I'm so disappointed in where the world is going. Once we lose the Senate and we lose the, you know, once we lose all of that and then 2024 comes along, it's just going to, I'm going to have either a heart attack or I'm just going to have to disengage. 
Yeah. Ooh, that's a happy moment to end the show. <laughs> I, I know. think. John, could you put a lovely cherry on you, Randy? I just, Can you just, take us out with some cherry? Something. Well, that brings me back to Lucille Ball and <laughs> oh uh, We're out of time. Boo hoo. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Tom. I only have 10 Thank minutes, you guys. Thank you, Blake. See, this is why I watch my soap operas, though, because it takes me out of well, with the, the Satan real running world. around. That's, that's and good. And this is why I go to the casino. <laughs> this is why I end the show. Uh, same time, same place next week. Until then, go out and do something that makes the world go wow. 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 wow.